What's up, Familia? I am the Uncanny Dayspring. And I am the adjectiveless Flinkman, back after a forced sabbatical. <laughs> Bitch, where have you been? I the month the entire month of October was just absolutely fucking wild and crazy. Like somehow I decided that October 2023 was the month that I finally like came out of hiding and came up for air after, you know, three years of of the panty. And I just was busy every single day. Every single day. But you know, no excuses, no excuses. I I, I need to check in more often. Well, We've been up to date with everything you've been doing because we've been doing a couple of collab posts with Heritage Comics that feature you, and I love them so much. Oh my god, wait a minute! You know what we haven't talked about? Sorry, <laughs> like scared. <laughs> we literally just ho- hopped on and just hit record. So I feel like this is like our catch up that we're recording for everyone to hear. But the one thing that we haven't really spoken about in great detail is the Rob Liefeld captain america chest out piece that is everywhere on the internet yeah i mean you would think after 25 years people would have had enough of captain america's tiggle bitties but you know they're they are everywhere yes uh heritage auctions of course which is where i work uh we do currently have in our possession the infamous Rob Liefeld, uh, captain america with the completely unruly unrealistic uh chest and it is i mean in person it is it is literally a work of art but it is it it, it, indescribable feelings that it gives somebody seeing in person like seeing his unerased pencils and his uh, you know original layouts for it there was like having inspected it and seen it up close i can tell you that no point did that uh the proportions of that piece ever look like they were going to make sense it's just ridiculous it's like holding the Mona Lisa as far as yeah. I'm concerned. I would yeah. just die if I saw when I went to go visit you, you were just like at your office a couple months ago. What was it a couple months ago? No, this was back in March. Yeah. My God, where the hell is 2023 gone? Ooh. I'm like lost in time here. Um, you were like, Oh, be careful, be careful with everything. Bitch, if I had seen that hanging there, I would have just been like, sorry, man, <laughs> grabbed it off the wall and just gone running out with it. Just I run out the door. Died. Cost me my job. Speaking of costing uh, Marvel Legends, there's a lot that has been announced, a lot that has shipped this year that I don't think we've talked about. But what was yeah. revealed yesterday, and it's fortuitous that we're talking today, is the Marvel Legends Lalandra. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you what know your what my first reaction is going to be, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's yes. going to be, I told you so. I, I told you she was going to be in her Space Empress armor. You were so convinced. The spider bathing suit, which is great. I would absolutely buy either version. But, I, you know, I, I, I always like to say I told you so to you. It's it's one of the the the, the many great privileges I have in my life from time to time as I get to tell you, I told you so. Listen, I just, okay. We got the Empress Lalandra head with the Walgreens exclusive Mystique a couple years ago. Yep. And people just, you know, bought Silver Sables and they put that head on that body and we used the Odin cape and and staff. That's it. It's done. Like, we don't need we don't need another Lalandra. So uh, it, listen, it, it would make sense to me that they would do the spider bathing suit because it is a vibe. So that is why. Listen, you are vibe, right, baby. Uh, you're right. If if 
I was like, what is the most iconic look for Lalandra? Is, is her Empress look. 100% it's, not. Yes. I just thought they would throw us something like the spider bathing suit. That's it. That's it. But no. And I think that that's an easy thing that they can do down the line because, you know, all they would need to develop for that is is a, 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 an unhelmeted, you know, feather hair for, <laughs> for Lalandra. So that would be that would be an easy thing for them to put together. But you're just... The thing, the difference between you and I, and I think we were talking about this a little bit yesterday uh, in, in relation to to a post you made earlier this week, is you're more okay with just like kit bashing things and them not being <laughs> like official and, and totally as they are. So you would be fine with like a silver sable body for Lalandra, whereas I'm like, no, it needs to be the real thing. And the Bitch, post no, who has the customs in their display? I'd kit bash one figure, and that's because we will never get a Marvel Legends Joseph. No, I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I they 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 made that body. They made that Gambit body. They are going to get as much mileage out of it as possible. And for for you know those who haven't seen, we're we are referencing the post or the story that that Dayspring posted earlier this week on on Power of X Men with the Age of Apocalypse. Marvel Legends Magneto head on the uh, three pack with like the training blue and yellow training suit body uh, gambit. And it looks good. It's fine. It's fine. It just, for me, my eyes always go to, are going to go to the little bit of black on his neck from Gam Gambit's head condom and the fact that he has the two braids in the front. If you, I, I, what I would recommend to make it better is the old man Hawkeye head has like this nice, mane of long flowy white gray hair just I, I feel like if you just put that hair pop that hair on your joseph he would be i would i would i would love him a little bit more but i just in in general yes i have custom figures but i i don't know i don't know i'm always going to be clamoring for like the official release so i'm happy to have like a full-on armored lilandra officially coming our way Okay, so can I walk you through how I came in the possession of an extra Age of Apocalypse Magneto? Because yes, this is quite the story. So we're in Pittsburgh because my mother-in-law is getting surgery for, for her. And so we're going to spend the month here taking care of her. So when I got here, I got here a couple of days before Jeff. She's here like, oh, there's this place where they sell lots of Marvel Legends for cheap. And I looked at her and I'm like, oh my God, Jackie. You know that Where I collect. What, what you know that I collect Marvel Legends. You know they're called Marvel Legends. Oh my God, let's do it! <laughs> so we have this beautiful lunch, and then we go to this place called Ollie's. Oh yes, have you heard of Ollie's? I know I've, Ollie's. I've never heard of Ollie's before in my entire life. So I walk, and she looks at me. She goes, "Oh, just a heads up. Things are kind of like thrown around. Blah blah blah." I walked in. This shit was organized. They had like wow. a DC section. They had like a Marvel section in, in, in the front and they have more legends in the back. So I'm in the front. I'm going through everything and I get a call and it's Lenore Zan. And I'm talking Lenore Zan, the voice of Rogue. And yes. she was talking to me about a couple of things that she wants, you know, to do in like the coming months and how Power of X-Men can kind of help her. So I'm yeah. like talking to her and then we're just catching up on life. And I'm going through this aisle and I'm just talking, you know, when you're just talking to someone at the store and you're just walking around aimlessly yeah. and I'm coming down this aisle and I see a wall of Marvel Legends Age of Apocalypse. And oh, no. And I'm like, oh my god! But it, it's all the rogues, it's 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 Shadowcat, 
And I'm just like, oh man, like I'm not seeing some of the figures that I, I would probably want another one of. Yeah. So I'm going through it trying to see, you know, all of them. And they're $9.99, which is so cheap. And in the very back, the last one is Age of Apocalypse Magneto. And oh. literally, light bulb in my head, I'm like, oh, I saw someone did the 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 head swap with the strike force gambit. So let me get this one. Bitch, I bought that for $9.99. And then what so a I steal. And so Jeff is getting ready to go to the airport and he's here like, yes, I have your retainer. Yes, I have your goop glow. I'm like, you need to bring uh, Strike Force Gambit with you. <laughs> and he's here like, no, that it, I don't know where he's at. He's somewhere in our closet because we will find him. I was like, well, I don't care. Your Uber's going to be there in five minutes. You got five minutes to look for him. And <laughs> that is how I have my kit bash, Joseph. Thank you very much. Listen, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. You want your kit bash, Joseph. You want your kit bash, Lilandra. That's fine. That's fine. I will just pay full price for shiny new original figures. And you'll just go to Ollie's and throw some <laughs> shit together. That's fine. That's, just, that's how you want to live your life. Okay, so if we're getting Empress Lalandra, that was on the display model behaviors list. Bitch, mm -hmm. you know that means we're probably going to get that X-Factor Wolf Spain. Hallelujah, praise Jesus. Like, no, I I, I need some of those leaks to be real. Uh, Lalandra is not even at the top of the list. Like, yeah, that Wolf Spain, I need her. I need, I need all of those figures. What remind me some of who are the other ones that were that were on that list? So it's going to be X Factor Angel. It's going to be X Factor Wolfsbane, Armored Psylocke. Yes, that's yes. I knew there was another big one in there. <laughs> yes, and then Canadian Lumberjack Wolverine from the anime series, which I think I, I I don't know if it was on display model behaviors list or it was my my speculation. But I, I, I would imagine if you're going to pair Lalandra, Empress Lalandra with any Wolverine, I would do Lumberjack Wolverine. And see, I think I argued that it was going to be Fang, but you know. What oh, I, you're right. Oh, my God, you're I right. Fang, Fang is a good one. I forgot about that, man. No wonder my tongue's all fucked up because I am talking shit, as you said. <laughs> you <laughs> get what you give, buddy. You get what you give. Okay, the other thing that has happened that I wanted to talk to you about that I'm so excited was oh yesterday the Echo trailer dropped. Oh my God. Okay. So like, I, I only just watched this about 30 minutes ago. And yes, you rightfully gave me shit because I am, you know, I'm a female MCU character. I'm, I push for the females in the, in the, in the MCU, but also you may remember, you know, from, from the new Avengers days, I was, I was a little bit, I was a little bit of an Echo Stan. So yeah, I, I always, no surprises. I always had, a little bit of outsized excitement for this series and holy shit that trailer just blew it wide open completely wide open it looks incredible so much better than like even i i would have expected but like i'm curious you know i'm probably a little biased but what what did you think somebody who's probably not as much of a echo stan as i am yeah i'm not i liked her in Hawkeye quite a bit. Yeah, like, I love the character Hawkeye. was there. I, I I liked Hawkeye in general. I thought it was. I, I have great memories of it with Michelle. She took me to the premiere, yeah. and then watching it um with with Apollo and drinking hot cocoa. So I everything about Hawkeye I loved. Specifically, I loved Maya's inclusion there. Yes, and you know, in the comic books, I. Was it Phoenix Tournament where she got the Phoenix? And I kind of like rolled my eyes. On I roll it. my eyes at that too. Let's be you clear. Know. I mean, the Phoenix should just be a muted problem in general. Agreed. But I was happy the character was getting front and center in the comics. She was getting, yeah. she got like what, a five, five issue mini? Yeah. 
And then, you know, we, we knew this was being announced. And I was like, well, a lot of the stuff in the MCU right now is just not generating a lot of interest for me personally. So yeah. I, I, I did not watch Secret Invasion. I talked about that recently. I was like, I actively watched the first episode and said, I'm not going to continue this. Yeah, Loki has been a struggle for me to get. Loki, I, I think I've fallen asleep uh, during two. I didn't like the first season, so I knew that this season wasn't going to be for me. It's even less for me than I was thinking it might be. I uh, yeah, I think. Well, I think you know that what 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 I think is is cool about this, at least for me, is I feel like this is kind of like back to what made the MCU great kind of with things like the first guardians when they were taking like unexpected characters and they were receiving, you know, unexpected love and attention from creatives who were invested and not just like seemingly generating, you know, endless content and slapping a popular crossover title on it. Like secret invasion did. I feel like this is more in line kind of with like, like I said, like that, the the early days of the MCU, something like Guardians, where it really did have creative energy behind it and wasn't just another MCU production or sequel, you know? And 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 I, I, I think it's good. I think it looked really good. The violence is is reminiscent of the Netflix shows. Um, but then, you know, I think the look is different. Yeah, I so I said it in, in sort of my initial reaction that it looked like the Netflix shows, but like hulified Netflix. Yeah. Maybe, no, maybe a little, sort a little of like, brighter. A little brighter. But I, I listen, I, I had no expectations for this given the current state of everything that's happening in the MCU. And I saw that and I was like, oh, this is good. And, yeah. you, and you nailed it when you said creative energy because I've, I'm listening to the audiobook of The Reign of Marvel Studios. It's in my queue. It's my next book after I finish Sir Patrick Stewart's memoir. It is memoir. so good. Oh, my God. Well, I want to read Sir Patrick Stewart's memoir, too. But um, this book is so good. It goes all the way back to Fleer Ultra days. No spoilers. But how the, days. the, the baseball strike yeah. impacted Marvel because they had just purchased Fleer. So yeah. it, it's just it's so fascinating to see all these little. And that's just one of a trillion nuggets. And I'm only halfway through the book. So. But one of the things they talked about was in the early days of Marvel Studios, it was all about that creative energy. It's about trusting your director and trusting your talent. Yeah. And so I'm going to tell you, I we'll, we'll wait and see the final product for Echo. But that trailer, there was a, a lot of energy there. You can feel that energy. They brought yeah. Fisk in as sort of a a major you know force in the in the series, and I was like, oh, that's really smart because yeah. now you have Echo, her surrogate father, and they leaned into what made Fisk so special in the Netflix show, which was he was a very human character. And I grew up with a sister who is differently abled. And that scene where the ice cream man is yelling at Bebet Maya and yep. Fisk gets out and pounds him. I, that is a very real feeling you have when you see someone mistreating your loved one, you know, who, who has difficulties that they sort of have to arise from. Let me tell you, they nailed it. They they humanized the trailer from that very get-go. And I think that's why it's been getting... I haven't seen a lot of the reactions online, but I think largely a lot of people have been surprised at how good this trailer looks. And and rightfully so, because whoever put this together, who's been working yeah. on it, nailed it. Yeah, I, I, I think it. a lot of people, just from the reactions I've seen online, a lot of people 
you know, seem, seem surprised. Um, and, you know, I, I am glad that, that Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk is going to be a, a, a big part of it. And I, I actually met both of the principal actors uh, for the series at conventions this year. I met both oh, really? Alakwa Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio and Vincent actually uh, said that it's the best work he's done for Marvel. Um, really? He did. He did. Oh. I asked him about it. He said it was by far, Maybe not have said by far. I don't want to put words in, in the Kingpin's mouth. He'll send his goons after me. Um, but he definitely, yeah, he said it was the best work um, he, he he's done for them. And, you know, uh, Alakwa signed, you know, signed to me that that people who are fans of the Daredevil show are are going to be that this is definitely more in line with that. Um, and I, I see it. I see that. And it it, it has, you know. Uh, looks like it's going to be clearly going to be diving into indigenous themes and involving indigenous imagery, which is is beautiful and you know some another you know jolt of uh, of diversity for the MCU. And I'm I'm just really excited for it. And I'm excited that they're dropping it 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 all at once. I'm I'm looking forward to. I know like that kind of it worries me. They, yeah, that, it, that it suggests that they me. don't really believe in it. But yeah. I also think that they might be draw it, it could be the opposite of that it could be the opposite where they believe in it so much they don't want it to lose momentum week over week they want people to really yeah. take in the, the 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 entirety of the work um at all at once and I, I i don't know we'll see we'll see how that works out for them i think that it could it could go either way it could be a good thing or it could be it could be a bad thing I hope it is what you said. I really do hope. When you were talking, it kind of occurred to me that maybe they're doing it because that's how the Netflix shows did it. Yeah. They just dropped them. But the yeah. way we stream content now has changed. We don't. We no longer do those weekend binges. We we now watch it week after week. So my worry is that they don't believe. Even if they think this is really good, they don't believe the audience will tune in week after week. And I don't know. Let, let, let's just wait and see how it goes. I, I'm definitely watching episode one. And if episode oh, yeah. one is good, I'm going to watch. But if it's like a Loki or a secret invasion, I'll be like, oh, sorry. No, it's not going to be. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. We 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 have to have put the, you know, the energy out there that it's going to be. It's going to it's going to be as as creatively exciting as the trailer suggests it will be. OK, but putting you know that out there, damn it. Put it out there, but you know what I'm so excited for, and we just bought our tickets for you know the Marvels, the Marvels, the I Marvels. Mean... I I'm really we, we'll get into all of the shit that's going on online and what people are saying, especially after that variety piece. But a hit the piece. last the hit piece, the last trailer that they release. I enjoyed it so much, and my favorite part of it was Iman Vellani with with the floor pin and like it eating all of like the the bad guys and yeah. Iman Vellani's, you know, Miss Marvel going, "Oh my god, I, yeah, that face, that face right there." It was so I laughed out yeah. loud. That's how much f I, I I enjoyed it. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, yeah, speaking of, you know, injecting some energy into the MCU, that is exactly what this and Amon Vellani specifically seems like it, it's going to do. You know, I, I, I think the last couple of, of MCU projects have have been a little a little slow, a little boring. As much as I loved Guardians 3, it was as long as Endgame for some reason. So was I'm it? looking. It was. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, you did you you don't feel it as much because the story was good but yeah it was a three-hour movie i mean at least two and a half hours so i'm really excited not just for the team up of three of my favorite non-mutant heroes in the entire marvel universe but just for a brisk well-paced fun 
Marvel movie that isn't inflated to some insane length and full of like some sort of deeper meaning. I just want to have fun with these three women and watch them kick ass and see some space kitties eat some evil, you know, mm-hmm. evil aliens. That's and all I want I... to while eating popcorn, while yeah. eating popcorn. Yeah. I think I, they are going to be setting up one of the trailers talked about the incursion. So like, I think they're going to set up secret wars sure, in some way, sure, sure, but, sure. but exactly what you just said. I just want to have fun with these characters, eat popcorn. I don't want to partake in any of these conversations online of people being angry for whatever reason. I just want to turn off my brain and enjoy the movie. Although you said three non-mutant leads, and... Oh shit! Well, fine, 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 fine. <laughs> and I do have grievance. Non-mutant. I have grievance with one of them being a mutant, but I like Miss Marvel quite a bit, as I've said, and I think Iman Vellani is such a she's such a pleasure to watch on screen. I I'm she's sorry right. that Variety or was it Variety or the Hollywood Reporter? Whoever it was, it was Variety, Variety that released the um the the shows by viewerships, and Miss Marvel was at the bottom, and I. I'm like it doesn't deserve that. I it, it, doesn't it really doesn't. I, with the exception of that post credit scene <laughs> where they reveal her to be. I know you've heard this endlessly for like two years at this point. The series is great. It is a good series, and if you love that first volume of Miss Marvel, I don't see how you cannot love the the Disney yeah. Plus show. It's just good. It's fun. No, it's just fun, and I, and and I think that it's. It's I, I it's definitely to me I was surprised to see it at the bottom of the list because I think it just in terms of quality and watchability and re repeat watchability I think it's light years beyond Moon Knight like something like Moon Knight which I struggled or or Secret Invasion or you know I think that shows like Secret Invasion obviously have the bigger Marvel Universe things like Nick Fury and the scrolls involved in it. So I, I, I understand why pe- more people have initial interest in checking that out. But it just is a shame that something new, different, fun, fresh, like Ms. Marvel isn't attracting the kind that the eyeballs that, that it should be. And I know that they actually did over the summer rerun it on ABC um to get people up to speed for, oh. for the marbles i'm curious i never it didn't did do well shark yeah. tank beat it in ratings <laughs> like oh well, how it the hell so is shark fun. tank oh, okay well yeah, i don't know I, uh, I i don't watch i've watched one episode of shark tank and that was with my boss because we were at a gig and i was in his room getting ready and he just had shark tank on because he watched it but was um, it one of the episodes with your nemesis bethany frankel oh fuck bethany frankel i i hate that she has a jonathan Atler vase uncle sam gun hand somewhere in one of her many apartments and i couldn't get that on oh that sample sale so hard to <laughs> uh, although i do love skinny girl margarita r.i.p i don't think that's still around but i love skinny girl margarita so much <laughs> like, i don't know i mean 10 years ago summer 2013 <laughs> catch me on a half day friday in the pool with a bottle of skinny girl margarita to myself like god yeah, i can't believe it's been it was a vibe decade <laughs> um but so i i i'm excited for the marvels there's a lot of rumors going on out there and they're just rumors so familia take all of this with a grain of salt but one of the recent ads has or tv spots right that they're like are you ready for what comes next and then all the words fade out except for the x okay here comes rogue. i'm hoping it's rogue. there are a lot of people though out there and i want to give credit to grace randolph 
for saying this because I agree 100% with her. I don't know if I want to see Roe come in and drain Brie Larson of oh, her I wouldn't powers. Think that that's gonna happen. Because I think the vitriol online for that would just be too great. But yes, I hope Roe comes. Yes, I hope they tackle what's going on with Kamala and her ex-Gene. Have or you seen... do you think, as as opposed to Rogue, do you think, with knowing that Kamala has an X gene, it could be Professor X? Like the end of it, uh, the post credit scene could be, you know, Professor X approaching Kamala, like Kamala yeah. Khan. I have a school for you, or <laughs> whatever. I don't even. That was a I... terrible impression. <laughs> Sir of... Patrick Stewart is so angry. Wait, do, do, are you reading his book? Or are you listening to the audio? I'm listening to the audio. Book, Does he which... narrate it? Does he narrate it? He does it? narrate it. Which no, that's why I, you have your piece to voice in your head. I do. I do. But I have to I have to warn you, if you are going to read it, it's kind of he, the man is in his 80s now. So yeah. he definitely sounds like he's a little old. He's a little slow. So I would recommend 1.25 speed. Otherwise, <laughs> you're never otherwise going to be you're going to be listening to, to Grandpa Pat, you know, be telling his stories for the rest of your life. But no, I, I truly recommend the book. I don't think he would be uh, coming back as as the MCU, you know, the main line MCU Professor Xavier at this point. So I don't know. That would be maybe a cool place to unveil who might. But I also don't think they're going to do that until like it's clear that we were all out of our fucking minds four years ago when Endgame came out, when the deal went through like, oh, Wolverine's going to show up and stab Thanos. And here we are four years later. I'm reading shit like, oh, Marvel is finally hiring writers to tackle the X-Men now that the writer strike is over. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean they're just now doing this? Like, um, absolutely also, not. My my qualm is, what the fuck are you hire, hiring outsiders to come in to tell you how the X-Men are supposed to be? I want Kevin Feige and the Marvel Brain Trust to be sitting down saying, this is what we want for the X-Men. This is what we hope to achieve. And now we will interview writers and directors to come in. But like, they're pitching them ideas of I don't want some random person. No, I'm not okay with that. I, I want Kevin Feige needs to do what Kevin Feige does best, which is sit down and be a fanboy and then hire people to execute that vision. Sorry. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I unless unless Kevin Feige wants to bring in you and I, he Kevin Feige should already have a fucking plan for for the X yeah. place. Yeah, just, map it out. Just map it out. Hey, listen, Kevin Feige, we're available. I assure you. I <laughs> we are available it. and capable <laughs> and knowledgeable and obnoxious enough to... I feel like you and I could hammer out a couple phases of the MCU with starring the X-Men, and we would be balanced. Like, we, we balance each other so much in our fandom that we could deliver a really good MCU X-Men. Yeah, I mean, Jean Saga. Grey... Jean Grey wouldn't be, you know, the star character of the entire thing. But what now? Excuse me, what do you mean? What do you mean? (laughs) You would be, see, that would be, Jean Grey would be the Wolverine, the Cyclops, and the Jean Grey in your your draft of of the film. I would have to level you out a little. The first thing I would do is focus on Storm. Yeah, Storm she fucking opened with Storm. Yeah. Give, 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 you know, justice for Halle Berry. Open oh. the Storm on, on the drought plagued <laughs> fields of, of Africa with the rain coming down, you know, saving her people from drought. Yes, let's I open cannot with that. believe that we spent years throwing shade at Halle Berry and she just wanted Storm to be comics accurate. Do you know, I, I thought we were, I was at the Times Square Days of Future Past showing and Brian Singer was there and everyone applauded when Storm died 
in Days of Future Past. And I was like, oh, the director's seeing this. I, I remember thinking that. Yeah. And you know what? She was the only one who cared about yeah. the character. Yep. It's absolutely insane. And I always... I, 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 not to be, you know, OG hipster, I, I was right all along, not trying to throw in another idea, <laughs> but I have, I have defended Halle Berry and the fact that it was the script and the production that fucked Storm for mm -hmm. decades now. I, yeah. I you know, I, how can I ever hate someone who told Brian Singer to kiss her black ass? Like, oh, I, I forgot she said that. I'm, oh my god i forgot she said that yeah so she's a hero as, as storm or otherwise halle berry is a superhero can i tell you i was just listening to the goop podcast and gwyneth interviews holly berry on menopause and gwyneth opens the interview we're old gwyneth yeah i know i can't believe holly berry is going <laughs> through menopause like she's 57 i know she's 57 years old how that does that, hurts. how does wild. she look younger than us? Incredible. Uh, but anyways, so she she opens up the interview. Gwyneth opens up the interview and tells Holly Berry, you're one of the most gorgeous people I've ever seen. And she goes, and Holly's response is, can I just tell you something? Because it's you. I'm so tired of people opening up with you're so gorgeous. Like there's more yeah. to me than just being pretty. And I'm paraphrasing what she said. She didn't sound as crass or as vulgar, but yeah. She, she said it in such a nice, polite way, which was like, you know, I'm just tired of people looking at me that I'm I'm pretty. So maybe if I'm getting older, if I'm going through menopause, maybe people can see me for other attributes that I have. And I was like, this was like three in the morning. I was driving back from New York to Pittsburgh after a gig. And I was like, yes, Holly, by myself. Yes, Holly, highway. you tell her. I was like going 90 miles per hour, swerving through all these mountains, like these curves. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> don't Holly. die. Jesus, yes, Holly, you're the best ever. But um. I I think Storm and we talked about this with the Leewalds years ago. They said their biggest regret for X-Men, the animated series, was that they didn't give Storm more to do yeah. and that they had even gotten a pass at the Joss Whedon script rewrites that were going around for X-Men. And she was here like is she being Julia Leewald and Eric Leewald, they said it was so obvious to us that the one thing that was lacking in the script in the script was something for Storm to do. So you're yep. right. Fine, bitch. You're right. I'm happy to tell you you're right. You're I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll soak up every, every, you know, occasion I get to hear you tell me that I'm right. But although I, I don't I'm, remember you being that big of a Holly Berry stand, and we've been, I wasn't a stand. I wasn't a stand, but it was clear <laughs> to me that something, yeah, somebody something was rotting in the right state there. of Denmark, and and it wasn't Holly Berry. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. The problem wasn't Halle Berry. The problem was was clearly clearly the writing because she did. You can't tell me even if a line like what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning, even if that's the stupidest line in existence, she that she put she was serious in her delivery of it. So it was clear that she was trying to sell the shit that she was given. So justice for fucking Halle Berry. I don't even know how we got off on this, but justice no, for Halle Berry. Justice for Halle justice. Berry. We love her so much. <laughs> but no, going back to the Marvels, so there there is this other rumor out there. I don't know if I want to spoil it for you because it's a rumor and it has significant traction that someone's going to appear in a post credit scene. Let's so, let's let's. No, not. Well, 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 I'm not going to spoil it for you, <laughs> but it is out there, and I'm just like I don't know. It, 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 that would be like a hail mary attempt. It's you know it's kind of hard to like pinpoint what's going on because obviously the Variety hit piece that released this week, you know, they do talk about the production troubles that have plagued the Marvels. I I 
we'll, we'll, let, let, let's break it down. But I have my main qualm with it is that they were talking about the significant reshoots the Marvels had to do, which I, every well, Marvel movie has exactly that. That is my counterpoint. Why is this like a news item? Doctor Strange reshot like eighty percent of its film. Yeah, it's right? nonsense. Like it, that, it, mo- that movie was not even. So let's be clear that reshoots are not always a good thing, but they also are not always a bad thing. Like it's clear that. I don't know. I don't know. That, that, it, that made me mad. We can't we can't talk about reshoots as if they are an across the board universal bad thing. Yeah, it's not. The reshoots are fine. Let them do it. And by the way, the Marvel the Marvel book I'm reading or listening to that talks about how that is sort of what makes Marvel so great is that while they're editing the film, they're, they they see what doesn't work, so yeah. they go back and they do reshoots. So that's fine. Anyways. So they talked about that. I didn't think it was a news item, but they do talk about Nia DaCosta sort of just being yes. done and like getting up and leaving and starting her new movie with with Tessa Thompson across the pond and sort of just abandoning the film. And that I'm like, oh, I really does, wish yeah. I wish that piece had not come out. I wish that didn't put it out there because I want to look at the Marvels and be like, this was Nia DaCosta's vision. That's it. You know, it, it does upset me that that piece has to run. It, it's it is a hit piece. They had to it, run like a week before the, the timing is, of course. Yeah, the timing yeah. is, of course, not suspicious. It's intentional. Like they, yeah. they, it, it was they needed to attack the latest Marvel tentpole. Yeah. Um, and I, it is a shame. It's a shame that it, all of this is happening. There's a lot of bullshit happening in the Marvel universe right now. A lot of confluence of terrible things. And it just, it's such a shame to me that it's all coming to a head right now with this mm-hmm. particular film, because forget the fact that these are three characters that I love and have wanted to see for a long time, but it's three female characters, three women of color headlining a film and it has a hit piece written you know the week before it comes out and uh, nothing but negative chatter about disney about marvel the you know the actor strike is still going on and they're not going to be able to promote it it doesn't look like so it, it, there's just this confluence of bullshit all coming to a head surrounding the one film in the mcu that i i'm more excited about the release of this film than i've been about May, with the exception of maybe Endgame, uh, it's just such a shame, and I'm I'm I I'm not I'm not trying to theorize or start any conspiracy theories that it's all intentional to attack this particular movie, but it does suck to to have to be dealing with such a toxic backlash right now because we, this movie was always going to have that from a certain corner of the internet. Yeah. And now it sort of seems like it's going to be getting it from all sides, even people who would have just a couple of years ago defended it. And it's just it's just a fucking shame. And I hate to see it. And I hope that all of this speculation about its box office uh, and quality, especially about its quality, uh, I, I hope are, are just nonsense and that people do wind up supporting it. And I hope that it winds up being a good movie, a fun movie. I don't need it to be deep. I just need it to be fun. <laughs> It's just, it's just a shame. And I, I'm, I, 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 I hate to see it. You know, I don't want bad things for Carol, Monica or Kamala or any of the three, you know, talented actresses that, that are involved in this project or, or, you know, or, or Nia, I don't want anything, you know, even if she walked away from the project to, for, for whatever reason she had, you know, I don't want any of them to get the kind of toxic backlash that I think are they're, they're, they're going to receive. It's just a shame. If I haven't we, made that clear, <laughs> we we are going to be reviewing the Marvels in yes. 
a couple weeks. Wait, what is it? November 4th. So like in a week with Michelle, yeah. we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about it. We'll have a good Kiki. I cannot wait. I'm literally, I have a gig the day before I've come back the same day. I am going straight to that cinema with my popcorn. I love space dramas. I love interstellar is probably my favorite movie ever. So really? I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I mean, I, Hey, no, that's fine. I just how didn't do you not know interstellar is my favorite movie ever. I no, love I'm interstellar. So oh my God. It's the best separate podcast, even better than Romy and Michelle. No, oh, well, I love for very different reasons. Is Romy and Michelle <laughs> pretty up there in my list, but I love space odysseys. So I, I just want to see this play out. Okay. One thing that we do need to talk about, though, is the current state of the X-Books. Oh, dear God. But I don't know if you... Are there still X-Books being published? God, they shouldn't be. And I know... I, I Someone... So we're trying to grow YouTube. I've been getting some backlash on YouTube. They're like, oh, this channel used to be fun, and now all you do is complain. And I'm like... I was like, first of all, oh my god, I can't believe we have people listening to us on you YouTube. You have YouTube trolls! Congratulations! <laughs> yes, I'm so happy. But secondly i was like i don't think i think you and i when it comes to the books some of the you and i do differ on opinions and we have gotten to major tips about it but i think we can look at these books and we can see what they should be like where where they can excel better at Mm -hmm. so i don't think i'm coming at it from a negative perspective it's just an analytical perspective you don't have to agree with my analysis yeah yes you're being objective and i'm trying to be objective I and think the, it's super important. I think that there's a lot of media yeah. out there that just blindly supports things and are scared to critique or criticize uh, for either fear that they, you know, won't they'll lose certain access that they that they have or, mm-hmm. or you know, they're worried that if they start to criticize the books, their enjoyment level will, uh, you know, of doing a podcast or writing about books will go down. And I understand that, but that just that you have to be objective. You can't just love and support everything. I'm just sorry. sorry. No, it's fair. And listen, I think there was, I we didn't particularly like the Hellfire Gala this year, but there was a Did halo we not? effect. <laughs> there was a halo effect following the, the Hellfire Gala generated a lot of buzz. And I'm sorry. I think Fall of X is terrible. I just, I read the recent issue um, with Juggernaut and Firestar. And I was just like, this is, bad like it's just I'm not, not even reading good. it I and that's a problem even... that is a problem if you aren't reading it we have yeah. been i i can't remember your specific history but i've been reading the books religiously weekly whether i like them or not since morrison so yeah since we're talking 2000, yeah 2003 yeah. for me yeah religiously we suffered through ivx even x-men disassembled even Age of X-Men, I had to pick up the next issue. I had to know what was going to happen yeah. next. And now I'm just like, uh, I, I'm, I'm pulling a flink. I will wait for it to be on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, so for me, it's just weird. It's because it's kind of just been like a natural progression. Like to, uh, it, it almost feels like Marvel has been weaning me off the books themselves because, you know, they did such a clean start with Hawkspox. So I was like, okay, I've run out of room for physical comics. It's time for me to go digital. I'm, I'm, I'm ditching the Wednesday routine, I'll just buy these books on my iPad. And then, you know, Inferno, I, I think I made it, you know, still buying the, the the weekly books until like Inferno. And that was a huge letdown. And I decided, okay, well, I already pay for Marvel Unlimited. Let me just wait the six months. I don't need to buy these things. I don't need to double pay for them. 
And it's like the quality just at various points throughout the Krakoan era between the start of it and where, you know, the fall of X, where we are now, there just were so many events and each one was like, of you know, each subsequent one with the quality was less and less. So by the time I reached Judgment Day, I had no interest in Sins of Sinister, but I wanted to read Hellfire Gala with you because I knew it was going to be a big deal and Dazzler was involved and, you know, I read it and we discussed it. And of course... I just I feel like it was in it, it was so mean spirited. Oh, I, I agree. Mean spirited is a word there. Yeah, it was so mean spirited, and 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 pretending to have any sort of vote was such a dirty trick. And and by the way, you named out him earlier. Juggernaut did not win that vote. I will never believe that Juggernaut no. won that vote. Dazzler, or Cannibal, or Jubilee. There's just I, no way. Thank that you Juggernaut so much for saying history. that because I've said I think Power of X Men. We have a really nice audience here and a lot of people have been like oh no intersections a lot of intersections you know we 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 try our best just to celebrate x-men right yeah i've got in so many people saying oh well of course dazzler pulled first for you because you know you have a predominantly lgbtqia plus audience and i'm not doubting that but i will say i think we we have a good piece of the pie and we can see yeah. where these polls and these numbers are tracking. Juggernaut was at the bottom of, I the don't know list. anybody who voted for Juggernaut. I don't, I think someone did on power of X, Men. maybe it was Sean. I don't remember, but I think it was Sean, but, or no, it was a Scott. Someone voted for, for Juggernaut. I don't know. I can't I, keep I don't, track. I can't keep track of anything <laughs> anymore. But the thing that really upset me was that like, it wasn't even like Juggernaut was like two or three in our polling. I'd be like, okay, fine, whatever. Juggernaut was like last. Yeah, him and yeah. Prodigy were last on our polling. Poor Prodigy, and, and and even looking at the social media, and like you're not going to tell me that there's a secret audience out there of X Men fans that don't engage on social media and are just going to go and vote for Juggernaut. I don't believe that at all. The, predominantly, the people who were voting are the people who are on social media, who are yeah. listening to these podcasts, who are engaging with with Twitter or X, whatever it's called, and Instagram and and TikTok. And Juggernaut was scarcely seen in campaigning. It's fine if Marvel's saying. I think Dugan said that he won. Someone told me that he had said that. I didn't see that those comments, so I'm just going based off of this friend who's pretty reliable, has no reason yeah. to lie. But I don't see where he won. I don't see where he won. No, I don't see it. And I think that the the you know subtle announcement that Juggernaut was the winner is was the fact that he lived beyond what everybody else did, and also. Um, I believe, I believe Dugan said that the winner of the X vote was on the cover of the issue of the Hellfire Gala issue and the logo was covering Juggernaut on the published issue. But then when the original art came out, Juggernaut was, was there. Okay. Okay. So that's what I, it may not, that may be be internet nonsense, but that's why I think I have been led to believe that Juggernaut won and he just didn't. But regardless of who won, it was a dirty trick to even hold the vote, to do what they did. And it just killed my enthusiasm and my momentum. Like I just, I just don't feel the urgency to read things six months after they're released when it's clear that they're just treading water, you know, to get to the next reboot. And, and I am interested in dark X-Men because, you know, Maddie and Alex and all these random, you know, in play and all of that. I, I, it seems fun, but like, I don't feel the need to read it now because I know in six months, it'll be be totally obsolete because the X-Men are back in Westchester and Maddie's dead or she's a villain again or whatever, you know? So there's just no, urgency to to read it and i think that that's a shame that it's weird how you know after 
you know, 35 years of being a fan, 20 years of being a regular, you know, Wednesday warrior. It's mm-hmm. a real shame that 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 we have gotten to a point where it just doesn't feel like any of these stories are coming from an authentic place almost anymore. It's just yeah. content being shoved out and now it's being reshuffled to support content being delivered via streaming services and movie theaters again. Like it just the I I see the the loop for what it is now. Whereas when the X-Men movies came out and Morrison came out to support them, you know, have an X-Men book of of with with the team in black leather, like the movies, I was a teenager. So I didn't have this holistic view as to like the the nature of and the cyclical, you know, the cyclical nature of comic books, whereas I do now. And it's just a combination of the bad stories and seeing it for what it is has made me just more pessimistic about it in general than I think I have ever been. And it's a shame. It's just, again, like the Marvels, it's just a shame. Why is it all such a shame? I just, you know, I'm curious where they want to go with everything. I think the books for me, it's exactly where you mentioned um, my drop off was Inferno trial of Magneto. That's where I was just like, I, what are we doing here? None of this really makes sense. There's something, there's some beats in the story that aren't happening. that are supposed to happening. There's a lot of like just putzing around and I'm excited to what could potentially be a reboot with, with Tom Prevort. But then it's like Tom Prevort did actively did not like the X-Men in spring. So why, and everyone's like, Oh, Tom Prevort is going to change things around. And I'm like, well, yeah, but yeah, of course. But like when I look at the catalog of, of series that he has worked on, you do have House of M, you do have AVX. Those are like big IPs. But think about where how the X-Men were treated in those stories. How the X-Men were treated. And also like they weren't really good. I'm sorry, no one's ever going to convince me that House of M and AVX are good stories. No, I never. think I think the concept of them has aged nicely within the Marvel canon yes. and that we would love to see them happen in the MCU. But the actual issue by issue plot and story and, and dialogue is not very good. AVX no. is extremely uneven. And we reread it like a year and a half, two years ago. And I'm just like, this was garbage. But it's terrible. But, but it, it worked because it was the Avengers versus the X-Men. Yes. So I don't know. I'm not... I don't have a lot of faith and I know there have been other people who are just not reading the books anymore. And that, and that's a problem. And and if problem. I, if I was publishing, if I was editorial, I would be looking at what is going on. Why aren't people engaging? And I think they're taking the wrong lesson in that they're like, Oh, well, everyone wants the X-Men back at the mansion. No, no, no. People like Krakoa. The Krakoa idea has landed so well. You need to, you need to fix the stories you're telling on Krakoa. Yeah. And I think it's uh, to follow up on something you said earlier, it seems like they were just sort of like making, like not making things up. I don't remember exactly what you said, but they were like focusing on the wrong things. Like everybody yeah. was interested in Krakoa, but then they weren't showing us the foundational building blocks of Krakoa. We were just 100%. told this is a mutant society. Everybody lives here. Everybody gets along. Everything's great. But we weren't getting the stories about the Summers family on the moon or what that dynamic was like or you know what the the dynamic between cyclops wolverine and gene gray really is they just gave us an allusion to it and why why the thing is why are you gonna why are you gonna do something like that and not follow through on it and i exactly. talked about this with the louis simonson issue there was a gene gray issue two of what if where it's gene wolverine and cyclops 
why aren't you going to tackle the throupleness there? I, I don't understand. Like, at least you don't have to say head on, but why do these three work in this situation? It, yeah. it, it's more of a what if story. But again, like they're not, they're planting these seeds. We talked about this early on when we we're yeah. doing Generations of X. I felt like there were so many things being thrown at the wall, so many seeds being planted, so much Claremontine, I believe is what it's called. Yep. And then nothing's come out of it. And Nothing. and then even if they unearth that seed, the payoff wasn't worth the wait. Right. So it's like, just focus on telling really good, sharp stories. That's it. Yeah. They're I telling nonsense it- stories like 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 Ten of Swords, which which in hindsight is better maybe than I give it credit for. But but they're telling stories like that without telling us the foundational stories of Krakoa. I thought Ten of Swords was society. awful. I, okay, well, wait, when we were talking go back about- in our archives, <laughs> listeners, yeah, you can I, hear what we really I, thought. I-, I there were parts I tried to like, um, but I will never forget magic. Pog or pog. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, we do love that. And I think editorially, they deserve a, a thunderous applause for getting those issues out. That was yes. really good. But yeah. I remember thinking when Betsy was killed by Iska the Unbeaten, I'm like, fine, Betsy, what Betsy lacks in power and strength, she makes up for in wit. And she would totally convince Iska's power that she was winning when she was, in fact, losing. There was no cleverness behind these stories. When None. Magic had to do a spelling bee and lost because she spelled Magic wrong, I cringed at that i forgot i blow oh, so i think about it mind. every day i think I, it's your roman empire <laughs> ten of swords is your roman empire but it, it's not to say that i didn't enjoy reading it with you i think a large part was reading it with you and then when we got the big old hardcover that was a beautiful it's a beautiful hardcover you can kill somebody with that hardcover yeah, it's a beautiful hardcover so you know kudos to them on that but yeah the current state of the x-books i'm sad to say i i just don't find it really interesting and there was this thing with firestar where she wrote a letter to her dad i don't know if you heard about this or you, you i've heard about it yeah and so all of the information in there was wrong and obviously in story she's sending this letter to her dad as a sign that she is you know there's more happening here that you know i'm purposely getting this wrong so you know there's a, a message here um when i initially read it, i'm like wow no one fact checked this because i just don't have the faith that that, that people are getting this stuff right That's you know fair. what i mean because we, we're living in an era where where Emma in Marauder says, my sister Cordelia will never live to come to Krakoa. And we talked about this with Jordan D. White. He was like, oh, yeah, that was an editorial mishap. I guess it was supposed to be Adrian. And you're like, what? Like, where are your fact checkers? Where's You're the editor. You should have. What? Why? Oh, yeah, that was a mistake. Whoops. Yeah, that was a mistake. So so now we have to now live with the fact that Cordelia at some time died off screen. So when I'm reading these books and I see something like where Firestar is purposely getting things wrong to her dad to send a message, I'm like, oh, the writer just didn't know what yeah. they were talking about. The, the writer got it wrong. That's what I think. You know the what I mean? The trust is gone. The, yeah, trust, the trust is, is gone. gone. And it sucks because like there's the, the setup for Krakoa and even after nonsense like Ten of Swords, it it was fine. I think we were really fine up until Inferno and what happened with Moira and and Hickman leaving. I think that just screwed things to a point where once once they lost their their head of X, we, we, we lost anybody trying to have any sort of oversight and it just was content. It just was monthly comic book content featuring mutant characters being churned out and that's not necessarily anything new i mean that's what people were complaining about in in the 1990s 
I just think it's such a shame now because there was such a strong start and new beginning that that actually truly felt fresh and original and they just spoiled the opportunity and I don't personally see how they can a regain readers trust or b pull off another hawks pox as successfully as they did the first time around I just don't know that the trust and energy are from folks like me are 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 able to be whipped up like that ever again I just don't I, know I 100% you nailed it because the why what's happening with the current X books stings so much. It's not that we're just angry readers and we don't like the no, plot. It's, I'm not angry at all. I'm chill as fuck. There, well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> one of us is chill as fuck. Um, but it's because you had such a strong reboot with 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 Hawksbox, the X Office, how they were doing it, the, the X Slack. What, what were they? They were also on Tiki. I don't know what Tiki is, but I, I, I whatever they were on all these platforms. They were leading the industry on how you should be doing you know yep. your books and how things yep. should be rolled out and the x-men were marginalized at marvel as an ip for so many years and now they were back front and center and you were like what like how can you fuck this up and they yeah. fucked it up they did and, and if you and i aren't happy we we who again have suffered through stories that weren't very good we were if we are not on board for those weekly comics, you have a problem. We for have real. an open we have an open heart and we're willing to spend eight ninety nine on a book. I, I, I remember never complaining about spending eight ninety nine no. on a book until recently when I'm like, okay, if you're not gonna really give me something to be excited yeah. about, if you're if I'm not gonna have the carrot for the next week, I don't wanna be dropping eight ninety nine on this fucking book. And that's just and how I, I feel. No, and I think that that's a very valid point is it's 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 crazy because it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like it went I went from somebody who was willing to spend four dollars on four to five X-Men books in a comic book shop every single week to 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 not to not wanting to put that kind of money uh, invested in this. And so it's just it's just not worth the time. It's not worth the money. And I, I, I am, I don't want to have a pessimistic or a negative view. And I'm, I'm not really even angry about it. I just think it's a shame. And I want Marvel to get their shit together. Like, that's it on all fronts. I want the publishing side. I want the cinematic universe side. They have billions of dollars at their disposal. It shouldn't be hard for them to, you know, to figure this out. And I, I hope I want to be proven wrong. I want them to prove me wrong. That's all I can really say. Like, show us show us and by the way we've 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 name dropped her a couple times and so just she's been she's been watching over me as i've been recording i just have to take a second <gasps> oh my god look at that there is a god queen among us with her messiah baby i just have to thank funko and and bo de Mayo for for this incredible opportunity I mean, listen, I can't believe we're living in a world where we're getting a revival of the X-Men animated series and we have Madeline Pryor who's going to be in it. I mean, I it is it has the X-Men 97 label on it and it's a different costume. We can 100% assume that Maddie is going to be yeah. an X-Men 97. She's so she's cel-shaded. This is an X-Men 97 and I just 
it, that- it it makes me like nostalgic a little bit for the the generation our generations of X days when we were interviewing mm-hmm. Larry Houston and he said the one thing that he you know always wanted to, would want to do in an animated series revival was dive more into the Havoc and Cyclops mm-hmm. relationship and that may or may not have involved Maddie and I was like harassing him like oh you should give me a commission of of madeline Pryor, how you think <laughs> she would be on the animated series and like now we not only do we know we have a fucking funko pop so it's just you know it, it, it we also had our amazing justice for maddie episode so i if i could just go back like three years to 2020 and be like bitch She's coming. She's coming. She's going to get her justice. You're going to get your memorabilia. Marvel Legends coming next, hopefully. I, I can't see not getting... Because if the costume was what was keeping Madeline Pryor from, from you know, a single card release, they don't have they, they don't no. have that excuse anymore. We're, we wave get, 2. X-Men animated series x-men 97 wave to put a madeline Pryor in there maddie versus no gene two pack yes right there i'm so excited with bebonate bebonate and, and let me tell you something i think everything we've heard x-men 97 is going to be flawless yes. i'm telling in bodemayo we trust i'm t- i think that's what's going to save <laughs> the the mcu disney plus and the x-men i i, yeah. I think x-men 97 is going to be really great i'm really excited Okay, so before we end the episode, we have to talk about the big crossover event that's happening in January, which is Fall of the House of X and Rise of the Powers of Ten or Powers of X. It's conflicting reports on whether it's Ten or X. You think they could just get it right. Are you? Yeah, they could just make it clear. We could just know what was actually happening for once. (laughs) Are you excited? Are you you going to tune in weekly for it? Probably not, no, um, because I won't have read any of the things leading up to it. I want, here's the thing, I want to be excited. I want to, especially, you know, when when it has a title that that references Edgar Allan Poe, you know, Fall of the House of Usher, I, I want to read it. I want to be excited for something like that, but I just, I don't trust that it's going to do anything but break further break my favorite toys before uh, another hard reboot um yeah. so i think i don't i, I don't know because and that they, reboot's gonna be a while because they just announced x-men forever yeah and that shit is publishing in march and it's four issues so we're not even getting a proper revival for another year for another year i know which it, it is it is what it is they wanted to they want to give us x-men 97 they want to see how things shake out you know with ms marvel being a mutant who knows what further teases in the mcu we're gonna get they probably have a very good marketing reason why but that's I true just... that's true that's fair that's a very fair and objective point yeah i agree with you but it's going to make people even people who are into what's happening i i, I can't see the momentum for a hard, another hard reboot lasting that long and i think at this point you know we have to think of 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 things like IVX, which led to you know the, the uh, uh, a hard reboot of the X books, and then we have things like X Men Disassembled, which then led into uh, a hard reboot of of the X books. And so usually the thing that happens right before they do the hard reboot of the X books is like the lowest point on the quality mm-hmm. like chart. Yeah. So I just we'll see. I. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna see what the I'm gonna see what the vibe meter, how the vibe meter goes. Like, cause 
obviously anything that has Emma Frost front and center being a boss bitch leading the X-Men, I'm I should in theory be on board with, but I'm just I think I need to wait and take the temperature of the room before I go into it. You know, I'll I'll see what you think before I fully commit. You you mean you're not tuning in for the wedding of Tony Stark and Emma Frost? Oh Who? my goodness. <laughs> Who? I'm the, sorry. The, the wedding of Hazel, Hazel Kendall. Kendall. Oh my God. Oh, and the amount of videos that have popped up being like Hazel Kendall is really Emma's name. And I was like, no, Hazel is a homage to her mom. Like, no, and, and I think there was a tie to Kendall. I'm totally forgetting Kendall. I, I, I want to yeah, say it's from the Emma either. Frost series, but like, I'm like, no, Jesus Christ Almighty. I can't. No. Anyways. Yeah, it's it's I, I, it was a horrible it was a horrible wedding. I cannot believe they have foreshadowed that for like years. And that's what we got with it. Well, that's just how they roll these days. That's why we're all so disenchanted with these books is because they hype things to the hilt and then nothing, nothing delivers on the hype. That That's why we were all so excited for Hawks Pox because it actually delivered on the hype and it was like the exception to the rule. But you look at all the crossovers and events that have happened subsequently and it's just like, Meh. Just like, so I'm not surprised that we are, that that, that it was no good. I'm not a fan of Iron Man. Even the, you know, Robert Downey Jr. injected much life into that character and made him much more palatable than he would have been otherwise. But I've never been an Iron Man fan. So I'm never going to be excited for the pairing of Emma Frost and Tony Stark. Like that's just base level. It is what it is there. So I'm meh. 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 All right. Bibit, where where can people find you on the interwebs? We're planning for WonderCon. We're really excited for that. Yes, sidebar. yes. I had major, major, major NYCC FOMO. I really? was not aware that I was going to be the only Power of X Men co host not in attendance. Otherwise, I, <laughs> like I, I would have been there. I would have been there. Damn it, I would have been there. But WonderCon, I didn't even think yes. about you know it wasn't something that we even actively sought out or or, yeah. or planned it just like everyone just happened to go to New York Comic Con this year it was fun I'm sorry you weren't there and yeah. I I certainly had a a point to prove with the Chris Evans stance but oh yeah you did well you I know am. we both have had our our <laughs> share of of stand lately coming at us but. It, it was fun. I, I I did. I was stressed out because I had to work. I had two gigs during New York Comic Con, and I didn't even make it to Saturday, the Saturday show. Because I don't know how you do it? I just turn your brain off, and that's it. And drink lots I'm of so vodka. Tired all the time. <laughs> how do you have the energy for this shit? Oh God! But um, so we're going to be doing WonderCon, which is going to be fun. That will be. I can't wait for that. And yeah. I, I'm going to be at LA Comic Con. I just decided that earlier this week. We are. It's not officially announced yet, but we did have a panel approved with Lenore Zan. We're going to do an in conversation with Sugar, Sugar, Sugar herself. And um, I think that's. We'll probably do MegaCon as well. I think we're going to do MegaCon. Cool. I mean, well, MegaCon comes to comes to Dallas as as Fan Expo, so yes. maybe we can we can add that to the to the agenda for we're looking out for cons. Ooh, I like that. I mean, other other than that, for me, you know, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Flinkman. Um, again, we are doing some some collaborations with my my day job, Heritage Comics. Uh, we got some more cool goodies where I'm, you know, showing off artwork and and nice CGC books for for everybody. Um, yeah, no, just keep on doing what 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 I normally do. But I am hoping to, that there won't be uh, such a long absence between 
between episodes again. I, I hope to be a, a greater part of of Power of X Men. We love as we we head into fall and winter. Oh God, fall and winter, fall and like rise. Seasonal depression time. Seasonal depression time. All right. Well, you can hit us up at Power of X Men Familia. Go to our YouTube page, leave comments. Even if you're a YouTube troll, we'll take it. I read, yeah. I assure you, I'm up at three in the morning with insomnia, drinking cherry Pepsi and reading every comment. So <laughs> I assure you, I'm not above that. But uh, yeah, we have exciting stuff coming down the pipeline. We're waiting for, I've said this before countless times, we're waiting for the actor strike to get resolved because we were in talks with some of the actors and we want to see that kind of come through but we'll have we have interviews we have reviews and we have breakdowns and we're pretty good at getting things as a as the news comes up I, you're incredible like getting things as i i do not have the reaction time <laughs> all right familia we'll see you next time peace <laughs>